Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Therese Cerise and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And I do apologize. I literally set my book down. And by setting my book down, I have lost the poem. And now I found it. So here we go. It's called Let Him Work It Out. Here we go. No matter what you're going through, you are never all alone. God loves you very much. He protects you in the storms. You may not understand what's happening, but it's not for you to figure out. Just give your problems to the Lord. Let him work it out. So I wanted to talk about allowing God to work out your problems. And the reason being is because recently... I feel like with everything that has happened in this world from COVID-19 to so many people losing their jobs, trying to figure out if they're going to get a find out if they're going to get approved for unemployment. And then even while they're waiting to get the approval, trying to figure out if they're going to keep a roof over their head to how they're going to pay their car note, to avoiding getting their car repossessed, to avoiding losing their residency, and just trying to make ends meet. Now, by the grace of God, God has ensured that I have remained covered, and I'm so grateful for that. But I often think when I look at just everything, Lord, what if that were me? What if I were one of the people who was impacted when COVID-19 first hit and lost my employment and didn't know what was going to happen from one minute to the next? And then I'm reminded of how many times I have been or felt like my back was up against the wall and that I had nowhere to go and I had nowhere to run and no one understood what I was going through. And somehow, some way, God made a way out of no way. So I remember one particular memory that is it'll always stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> is when I lost my townhome in Dallas, Texas. And when I lost my townhome in Dallas, Texas, let me just give you a backdrop. So I had I'm going to call her for the lack just pretty much just to keep everything covered. I'm going to call her a caregiver. And so she was pretty much helping me with my bills and um, she had been in my life for a long, long time. And 
I considered her a really close friend. And I was going through a rough patch. I had just lost my disability because I had had my two brain surgeries. And the lady who, like, it was like a physical therapist. She literally, after one of my appointments or during one of my appointments, she looked at me. We did the physical therapy. And I've always, the people that know me, um, I try to display joy a lot. Like that, it's just in me. It's on the inside of me because I'm very grateful that I'm alive. And so the physical therapist looked at me and said, I'm going to tell the social security department that you don't look like someone who has had brain surgery. And I don't necessarily know what someone who has had brain surgery is supposed to look like. But her making that statement and putting that report in my documents caused my social security to end. I was supposed to be on social security for the rest of my life because I had a tumor in my brain and because I has, you know, had two brain surgeries. But whatever she said and whatever she did, that ended that. And so the caregiver, she took it upon herself to help me with my bills until I could figure out what in the world I was going to do going forward. Well, in the course of all of that taking place, my vehicle at the time was an older vehicle. It was a 1992 Oldsmobile Alero. We're talking about 2014 is when this took place. So the car started giving me problems. And when the car started giving me problems because of my situation, I did not have the means to be able to handle the problem. And so I remember going, I think I had gone, the guy that I was dating We had went to the movies and then, you know how they'll have like those solicitors right outside or in the lobby. This particular person, after we had left the movie, um, there was a person that was standing outside and he was talking about test driving brand new Honda Accords. Well, Hondas happened to be one of my favorite model cars. And so when he said that, I was like, oh, sure, I'll take a spin on a on a brand new Honda Accord and see what that's like. That'd be really pretty cool. So I had made an agreement with the guy that I was dating at the time. And I was like, "Okay, so um, when can you go with me to go look at these cars? Not thinking anything about owning a vehicle, just, you know, wanting to test drive the car just for the feel of it. And so we agreed on a Saturday. So I got a phone call from my aunt. And she was asking me that particular day, what are you about to do? And I was like, oh, I said, "Um, me and my guy, we're about to go and we're going to go look at cars. And she was like, oh, really? So you're hunting for a brand new car? And I was like, no, but whatever God's will is. And I said it because I believed it. No matter whatever his will is, if it's meant for me to get a car, then I'll get a car. If it's not, then I won't. And so we went forward, we went to go look for the place that has solicited their location. We tried to find it. We spent over an hour trying to find that location and we could not find that location to save our lives. So I had given up. I was like, maybe this is God's answer. 
Maybe he just doesn't want me to get a car or even test drive a car because he doesn't want to tempt me. I didn't know what was going on. So I told my guy at that time, I said, let's go ahead and just head on back to my house because apparently we can't find this location. And the peop the salesperson was even calling, trying to give us directions, but we just could not get there. And so on our way back, we ended up seeing another dealership, totally different dealership, had nothing to do with the other one. So I told him, let's go ahead and just, let's just go in there. Let's just see. Because now I was itching to drive, test drive a Honda Accord. So we go in and there's an older gentleman. He asks us, you know, how may he help us? We tell him. So then he goes, grabs the keys and lets me test drive a Honda Accord. Well, I had not too far be long before, I had copies of my A Strong Will Mind poetry book. So while he was in the back, I handed him a copy of my poetry book. Now, mind you, it hadn't been out long or anything like that. I was a brand new author, my very first book. I was super excited about it, but that was the only collateral that I truly had because I had not had a job in a while. And so we test drive the car. We have a conversation with them. We get back to the dealership. Well, when we get back to the dealership, he was like, let me go ahead and run your credit. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, ha, that's an automatic denial, boo-boo, but okay, let's try it. So then the guy, the guy that I was dating at the time, he was like, well, would you like to add my information while you're running her credit? Let's just run it together. And the sales guy says, nope, we're going to try her alone first. So the caregiver that had been in my life for quite some time, she had been helping me with my bills and so the money that I had that pretty much had been freed up because she was helping me with my bills anything extra I was paying on other bills because our objective was to help me to become debt free and I never looked at it never ran my credit never did none of that so the guy was like okay I'm going to run her credit talking about me and I'll be right back so I'm looking at my guy at the time and he's just like you know do you think you're going to get the car and I was like child they're going to come back and tell me denied and then we're just going to leave and it's going to be that so the guy comes back and when he comes back I said it's denied isn't it he shook his head and said I've never seen anything like this my whole time working in a car dealership you were approved for a brand new 2014 Honda Accord with no job. My only collateral was a book that I had just written. We didn't know what the royalties were going to bring in. And I was so transparent. I was so transparent. And so he went, took me to the back. I signed the paperwork, all of that. Didn't need a co-signer, all of that. And I got to drive off that lot with a brand new 2014 Honda Accord. Now, the caregiver, after she got wind, it took about two weeks for me to tell her that I had a brand new car. So once she got wind that I had a brand new car, she actually told me to take the car back because I was, these were her words, I was poor and could not afford a brand new car. 
Her next words were, we're rich and we don't even own a brand new car. To which I responded and said, that's not my problem. So I was still going to be obedient and I went to go try to take that car back. And I heard so clearly, this car is your car, Teresa. You're not taking it back. So I went and detailed it and I was like, okay, I believe I'm hearing the voice of God. Let me go park the car right back at my place. But I made the phone call to the dealership because I still wanted to be obedient and honor the caregiver. So I called them and told them, um, I've spoken to someone and they have advised me that I probably need to take this car back because I can't afford it. And now this is what she was saying. So they were like, um, yeah, that's not how this works. It's your car. So I was like, okay, I, I kind of thought that, but you know, thank you for the information. So when she calls me to confirm that the car had been turned in, I let her know that they said, mm -mm, I can't return it. To which she said, I need you to give me the name of the salesperson and the name of the dealership so that I can call them and tell them that you're broke and that you cannot afford to pay for this vehicle. So I let her get it all out. And then I got righteously indignant. And I said, I don't bow down to man. I bow down to God. To which she responded, well, then I hope God <laughs> pays your rent because I'm not doing it. What do you do when your back is up against the wall and you literally don't know where your next income is going to come, but you stand on the promises of God? Fast forward, what ended up happening was I ended up selling my washer and dryer at the time to a neighbor. More money came. I ended up, the car, the 1992 Oldsmobile Alero, I ended up getting a tax title loan on that. I ended up giving a 30-day notice to let my apartment complex know that I was going to need to break my lease because I would not be able to afford my lease. And that 2014 Honda Accord was paid off in full in 2020. God worked it out. I ended up getting a job working for a major company. I ended up printing a new brand new novel a few years later. I ended up building a website. I ended up starting an apparel line. I ended up starting a podcast and I ended up standing on my own two feet by the help of God. When I said, I don't bow down to man, I bow down to God. God heard my righteous cry 
And I believe that he honored it because I opted not to worship what I could see in the natural. I opted not to idolize the person that had been helping me pay my bills. I opted to trust that the voice that I heard that said, this is your car was God's. And I allowed him to work it out. I didn't have a job when she stopped paying my bills. I didn't have a job when I relocated to Austin, Texas. I did not have a job when my apartment complex, although I gave them the notice 30 days in advance that I had the intent to break my lease and vacate the premises, still took me to court and tried to evict me. And all of that through the battle, through the cries, through the disappointment, through the hurt, through the pain, through the rejection, through the abandonment, I did not curse God and die. I trusted that he would work it out. Even if I didn't know how it was going to be worked out, even if we were going to be living in my car, I trusted that no matter what it looked like, homeless or not, that God was going to work it out. So this is to all of the people who have gone through hell in 2020 and the beginning of 2021. I need you to trust that God will work it out in your favor. If you don't believe in God, believe in yourself. Believe that you have the capacity to overcome anything. That nothing is impossible. We are made in his image. Nothing is impossible if you believe. You got to have faith in yourself. You got to believe in yourself beyond measure. You got to know that even if... you the answers are not right in front of you at any given moment. If you stand, if you have faith, and if you trust, you will look up and those answers will fall down like manna from heaven. You've got to know that when the word of God says he will never leave you nor forsake you, what can man do to you? That those are not mere words. That everything, every problem, there is to every problem, there is a solution. To every problem, there is a solution. You have everything that you need on the inside of you. For those of you that do believe in God, you know where your help comes from. Don't deceive yourself in believing that you can get through this by yourself. Call on him, rely on him, seek his face while it can be found. Trust and know that every thought that he has towards you is right and it is good. Every thought that he has. So even if the people that you're dealing with, even if the situation that you're in, I remember when they were evicting me or trying, because honey, they didn't get a chance to evict me, but baby, they tried and they put it on my credit. They did the double jeopardy, messed up my credit, 
By the grace of God, I am coming up to year seven this year. God made sure I had a roof that stayed over my head in the process. God made sure that I didn't hear the word no when I went to go look for my own place. God showed me favor at an apartment complex that I thought was a second chance apartment complex. Come to find out he has shown me so much favor. It wasn't until four years after me living there that the new management said, we don't even know how you made it up in here because this is not second chance living. That's my God that did that. He showed favor on my behalf. He saw the weapons that were forming against me. He saw the lies that the apartment complex was trying to build up against me. He saw the case that they were trying to make against me. And he said, not so. That's my child that you're attempting to destroy. The Bible says, touch not my anointed, do my prophet no harm. They tried it, but God blocked it. And if he did it for me, baby, he can do it for you. I hope that this has blessed someone and it is going to end my raw version of this episode, Real and Wise. However, I must read a letter to my future hubby and it goes a little something like this. It is dated March the 11th, 2021. And we, it reads, Dear Future Hubby, I thought that you should know in advance that I love to shop. Not like every single day, like a lot of women, but pretty much every other day or so. My 20-year-old will tell me quickly, Mom, you don't need it. Well, I don't shop because I necessarily need something. I shop because it's my guilty pleasure. After working as hard as I do, both day in and day out, after work, making sure that all of my bills are paid on time, that the groceries are purchased, that my gas tank is full, and my dog has his treats and his food, I want to do something for myself. It may not be much, but it will be something. I just thought you should know this part in advance so that it doesn't come to you as a surprise or anything. Well, that's all for now. I love you. Love, Teresa. I hope y'all have a blessed and wonderful evening or morning whenever it is that you hear this episode. And be sure that if you haven't done it yet, that you will allow God to work it out and also, do me a huge favor. Take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.